1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. One of the most important and crucial nonprofits during this pandemic has been the Oregon Food Bank. And this time I'd like to check in with them again and find out how things are going. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Matt Newell-Ching, Public Policy Manager at the Oregon Food Bank. Hey there, Matt.
0: Hey, Gary. Thanks so much for having me.
1: So, gosh, you guys, the last 15 months, well, last, gosh, years and years and years, but especially during the last 15 months of our pandemic, the Oregon Food Bank has been such a vital thing to have in our community. How are things going at the Oregon Food Bank?
0: No, we're beginning to see a light at the end of the tunnel. um, And yet, at the same time, hunger remains an incredible challenge in our communities. So our network of 21 regional food banks and 1,400 food assistance sites worked with a record 1.6 million community members over the past year. And that's almost double than what we were seeing pre-pandemic. I can say that we are beginning to see um, the number of people requesting food come down a little bit, which is great news. Uh, And at the same time, um, you know, as we move through the pandemic, we know that uh, certain types of federal aid are gonna start to expire. And so we're making sure uh, we're working hard, as hard as we can uh, to make sure that when um, people need food from our agencies that they are able to access it. Um, Just to give you some perspective and to level set, prior to the pandemic, one in 11 Oregonians were experiencing food insecurity. And that's the lowest rate that we had seen since uh, the great recession. Um, But in 2020, one in four Oregonians experienced food insecurity and faced challenges uh, accessing food. So that nearly doubled uh, during the pandemic. So while we're crawling back uh, and while we do see this light at the end of the tunnel, um, far too many Oregonians are still struggling right now. And, um, we need every Oregonian, um, to, um, recognize that, uh, you know, we're all better off when we stand together and when we do good by our neighbors. Um, and that includes, um, you know, contributing to your you know local food pantry in any way that you can, um, acts of kindness, um, and also speaking up for our neighbors who are in need.
1: How quickly do you think things will turn around for people who are, are experiencing food insecurity? Is it going to take years, hmm. months,
0: you know, what we're seeing right now is that, um, you know, since since last year, um, the unemployment rate in Oregon, you know, has come down, yet it's still uh, not where we were, you know, pre-recession. And we know that it's going to take a long time uh, for us to get back to where we were, you know, prior to the pandemic. Uh, you know, it's, it's encouraging that we are seeing, um, you know, businesses start to reopen um, and, uh, you know, more people, as people get vaccinated, uh, we can do more things out there. Um, the reality is, is that I think we're going to be in a situation where um, not everyone is back to full capacity. Um, it's not going to be an overnight situation. Not everything is just all of a sudden going to be, um, you know, back to, you know, air quotes normal. But the other thing I would just like to say is that um, it, it's not enough. We believe it's not enough to just get back to normal. Um, you know, normal wasn't working for too many people. And, you know, the people who were disproportionately harmed, during the pandemic, you know, if you look at the places where jobs were being lost, um, you know, it hit sectors like you know, restaurants and entertainment and tourism you know, extremely hard. And I've got a friend who used to work concessions at the Moda Center part time. And so those jobs are going to be the slowest ones to come back. And those are also the jobs that tend to be um, you know, jobs that are on a lower um, uh, wage. Uh, those also tend to be jobs that you know, tend to be lower wage you know, jobs and it will be the slowest to come back. Um, Those also tend to be jobs, you know, um, there's been so many conversations in the last year about the need uh, for racial justice. And we know that um, people of color in our communities are, you know, disproportionately hold low-wage jobs, and those often are jobs that are the slowest to come back. So so while we're making progress, um, we know we've still got a long road ahead, and that means that we need to continue to stand by and with one another as we move through various stages of the pandemic.
1: We're talking today with Matt Newell-Ching, public policy manager at the Oregon Food Bank. Now, um, a minute ago, you said that things were kind of starting to get back to normal. You can see a light at the end of the tunnel. and and But what was perfect or what was working before the pandemic really wasn't working all that well. So what is the Oregon Food Bank doing to meet the increased demand today and to end hunger for good? That's that's yeah. the main goal.
0: You want to be out of a job. So- uh, th- that's exactly right. We, we would love to work ourselves out of a job. Um, so in addition to our day-to-day work of distributing food throughout Oregon and Southwest Washington, we also advocate uh, to address the root causes of hunger. And um, I'm part of our team that does uh, advocacy and organizing and volunteering. And um, so part of my job is tracking what's happening in Oregon's legislative session. And we're supporting a number of proposals that we know can and will put Oregonians back on track, uh, while addressing some of these uh, systemic inequities. Um, so right now we're in the last five weeks of Oregon's legislative session. And so now we believe is a great time to make our voices heard. Um, so what we want to make sure is that, um, we support proposals that, um, address the need for affordable housing that address uh, racial inequities, um, that address the need for child care. So many people are struggling to find um, not only work, but the challenge of making sure that our kids have safe places to be while we're at work. Um, because, you know, while schools in many cases have reopened um, sometimes like our kids, for example, they're in um, school for two and a half hours a day and, you know, Let me tell you, (laughs) having them in school for two and a half hours a day is a lot better than having them, you know, home all day. It's good for them. It's good for us. But it also presents a pretty significant challenge for parents who are working parents at home and um, where we don't have options to, you know, make sure that our kids are places where they need to be, where, you know, we're at work. And so we need to rebuild, you know, all these sectors of our um, uh, economy so that when we get through this pandemic, um, that we're not just surviving, but we're, we're thriving.
1: So you said the Oregon legislature has about, did you say six weeks to go? Or they, they're wrapping up very weeks. soon anyway, the Oregon legislature is wrapping up very soon. So what are you hoping to get to them before they do wrap things up this year?
0: That's a great question. Yeah. So in these last five weeks of the legislature, um, we can talk about a few things. You know, one is the need for affordable housing. You now, prior to the pandemic, um, Housing was unaffordable for you know too many people. and with um, the unemployment rate going up last year, a lot of Oregonians are worried about making rent, about you know making sure that they're able to pay for um, you know for for life's basics. And so um, we want to make sure that this public health crisis doesn't also exacerbate and make worse our housing crisis because we you know prior to the pandemic, you know too many of our neighbors, uh, we're experiencing not only just experiencing homelessness, um, which I think is maybe the most visible uh, way uh, that um, that we see our housing crisis. But so many families are struggling um, to pay, um, you know, rent month to month, and so we want to see some measures that help uh, support Oregonians uh, to make sure that um, this pandemic doesn't mean that we lose uh, roofs over our heads. Um, if I can talk a little bit about um, you know child care, because I think this is one thing we've seen. Uh, you know, as people have lost work, um, we need to ask ourselves: you know, what's going to make it possible for Oregonians uh, to return to work? And we've seen, um, particularly, the numbers of women who have left the workforce, uh, women and parents. Uh, you know, some you know dads as well, but but so many moms have had to make the you know impossible choices about: um, do we care for uh, kids um, or you know do we you know go back to work? And so. Um, we know that child care is the work that makes so many parts of work possible, uh, right? You know, child care and, and school, um, but many child care providers, you know, these are also, you know, mom and pop, um, you know, so many child care providers run out, out of their homes. But when the pandemic hit, um, many child care providers closed down because of public health concerns. Uh, you know, especially if you remember the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we, we weren't sure like as you know, what was happening. And particularly we weren't sure about you know, what the impact uh, on, on kids would be. And so, um, we think it's critical that the legislature, um, address the, the urgent need to rebuild our childcare, uh, infrastructure so that uh, parents are able to go to work and that kids are able to have a safe place to be while parents are at work. Um, you know, another thing that we're looking at is, um, you know, because we're Oregon Food Bank, uh, you know, we're particularly focused on on food. And so a couple of things that we're working on. Um, one is uh, we would love to strengthen what's called the Double Up Food Bucks program. And I love this program because, um, you know, if you've ever been to a farmer's market, maybe you see a sign that says, uh, if you know, if if you receive SNAP, you're able to double your purchases. Um, and so uh, it's, it's currently operating a lot of farmers markets across Oregon. So how it works is if you are on SNAP, you swipe your card and it can turn $10 worth of uh, SNAP or food stamps into $20 worth of tokens at the farmers market. And that really helps uh, you know, not only bring access to fresh fruits and vegetables for people who um, are on very limited budgets. But it also really builds a sense of community and participation because, you know, when you're out you know, at a farmer's market, it's, it's more than just, you know, where your next meal is coming from. It's connecting your family and your kids to the farmers and to the food that, that you're eating. And so we want to see that program uh, expanded to make sure that more Oregonians uh, have access to, to healthy fruits and vegetables.
1: That seems really Another, important. That that That's a great program right there, and especially since we're coming into this season where farmer's markets are just all over the place. And, and what a great way to support your local farmer and to teach your children nutrition and to have good nutrition for the whole family. That's a great program.
0: That's absolutely right. It's a win-win. You help support local farmers. You help build community and you put nutritious food um, in uh, in the bellies of, of people uh, who don't always have access to fresh uh, fruits and vegetables because the reality is is that you know if you're trying to stretch a limited food budget um, you know sometimes you have to make strategic trade-offs in, you know the quality of food versus the quantity of food and I think the reality is is that uh, you know a lot of times less nutritious food is cheaper and so you can understand why people make the rational choice um, to purchase foods that you know will fill you up but you know that um, but when you see at the market you know you know, tomatoes or kale or, you know, whatever the, the you know, the vegetables are that, that cost more, that can be a barrier. And so we want to um, shorten the distance between uh, people and um, the food that makes us healthy.
1: Are the farmers on board with all that too? How, how do they feel about that?
0: Oh yeah. It, it's uh, the farmers, um, you know, love this program. You know, if, if you go to you know a farmer's market, uh, I mean, I can tell you um, it is, it's, it's, I mean, farmers uh, live and breathe uh, to, um, I mean, it's not just a job, right? It's a vocation. It's, um, it brings so much meaning um, to the farmers that we talk to, um, to be, you know, connected uh, to and not to the land and to the people um, who are, are eating the food. It's so much more gratifying when, um, for farmers that, that we've spoken to, to, you know, when they get to meet the people that are, you know, are going to be eating the food and making those connections. Um, now, obviously, selling the food to you know to a processing plant down the street is is also you know necessary and, and part of our food system that uh, that we need. Um, but nothing beats that person to person connection, and uh, it it brings a lot of uh, you know, gratification um, both to the farmer and the consumer.
1: I love going to the farmers market. I live near the Hollywood Farmers Market, and gosh, every Saturday I just love going there.
0: It's so great. Yeah, it's so vibrant. It's just a great community experience. Could you talk
1: about a little bit about how the Oregon Food Bank works? It's a, it's a whole yes. system of. It's not just one spot. It's a whole system statewide.
0: That's right. Yeah. So um, if uh, if you're ever driving, uh, you know, past the, you know, on, on Northeast Thirty Third, like kind of near uh, between Columbia and uh, Marine Drive, that's where our big warehouse is located. And um, if you've never been inside, I mean, if you've been into a big you know, warehouse like a Costco or Sam's Club. There, are things that resemble you know that where we've got big pallets of food um, that are stored, and you'll see you know trucks of uh, you know Oregon Food Bank trucks that are that are shipping food out. Um, and so, because um, food comes from a variety of sources, uh, we obviously work with a lot of uh, food producers you know out across the state. Um, the federal government provides um, you know uh, quite a bit of supply for our you know emergency food, um, but we have a network. Uh, the Oregon Food Bank network is composes 21 regional food banks in Oregon and Southwest Washington. So we're almost like a a distribution point uh, for food for, um, you know, for those regional food banks. And those 21 food banks in turn serve 1400 food assistance sites out across Oregon and you know, in last year, um, those 1,400 food assistance sites served 1.6 million uh, members of our communities, um, and uh, so it's, it's it's quite an operation. And so um, we're very grateful to be doing the work um, that that we're doing. Uh, you know, the other thing I would just say to, to your listeners is that if you need food, and if uh, or if anyone you know needs food um food is available and you can visit our website if you just google Oregon Food Bank uh food finder uh, you can find uh, a local agency that's nearby you it's totally you know confidential i mean you just go in and put in your address and you can find uh when food is available and where food is available for uh for you to pick up um you know i think that's i mean even even as we've seen um the amount of uh, people increasing who are requesting food um we're so grateful to our community, and uh, you know, at so many levels, of people stepping up um, that we have been able to serve, uh, you know, and make sure that everyone you know does have food uh, even during these challenging times. So um, it's a it's it's a great responsibility, but we're also extremely grateful for um, the ability to do that.
1: We've seen reports Which on the news. No. We've seen reports on the news uh, a few months ago about some other states where people were really lined up and kind of waiting hours in lines to get food from their local food bank, but the Oregon Food Bank. Is one of the most successful in the country, and you guys uh, need to be commended for that. We're doing fantastic work.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, during COVID, we all had to shift our models, uh, you know, quite a bit because you know the reality for a lot of emergency food sites is, is that um, you know so oftentimes they will be housed or co-located um, in churches or schools, and the actual you know pantry shelves themselves can be fairly small, and um, and you don't have you know access to um you know ventilation and all the things that you would need to make sure that that's safe during covid and so so many of our many of our agencies did just overnight switch to you know models where um you know you know cars would drive through. I am happy to say that yeah we we did not see these miles long lines. We did see increased you know numbers of food, but I think um, our agencies just did remarkable work in adapting to what was needed, and you know so many people in the community stepped up. To make sure that those uh, lines ran smoothly, and also, I mean, just it's important. Uh, I mean, not only just to you know, you know, to make sure that the lines move you know quickly, but you know, it's hard to ask for food. Uh, I just want to you know name that. I mean, part of the reason why I do this work is that you know my parents, when um, you know when they hit hard times, you know, my, my dad was in school, my mom was uh, working, and was the primary breadwinner uh, of the family through that that period. Um, and when she got in a car accident, she couldn't work. And, um, you know, it meant that that was you know, their turn to ask for help. And, you know, the reality is, is that you know, um, half of Americans uh, are going to live in a household that um, asks for food assistance at some point uh, in their lives. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I was always you know, brought up to you know, recognize that, look, we're all better off when we recognize that we're in this together. And so, you know, we're you know, so many of us are just one or two paychecks away. From um, you know needing to ask for help, and so um, it's okay to ask for help. Asking for help is an act of courage, and also you know when when you're able um, to you know to pay it forward and to be part of the solution. Um, you know that's we've seen so many people you know step up. It's that old Mister Rogers' adage you know look for the helpers. You know, amid every crisis, yes, we can see things that are you know ugly uh, on TV. We can see uh, you know images that make us uh, lose faith in humanity. But uh, but you know look for those helpers, and we're very grateful. Um, that people have stepped up, you know, in our communities, and I think that also extends to um, you know advocating and raising your voice. And so, you know, part of what I love about my job is that you know it's 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 in addition to that direct service work is that we get to ask you know um, uh, people who are decision makers, to, you know, to make sure that they that we are stepping up as well to support members of our communities.
1: How can our listeners help out the Oregon Food Bank? There's there's plenty of work to do.
0: Yeah, there's so, there's so many ways that um, uh, you can get involved in. Um, I'll just first say, uh, please feel free to visit OregonFoodBank.org. Um, there, there's a, a many ways um, to get involved. Um, the work that um, that my role is focused on, um, since we are I do have five weeks left in the legislature, uh, if you go to OregonFoodBank.org slash advocate, uh, there are lots of different ways that you can. Uh, We've we created... Um, some pages where you can email your legislature uh, to say, you know, please stand up for uh, Oregonians who are experiencing food insecurity, housing insecurity. Please help rebuild our childcare sector. Please support people who are college students who are, um, you know, uh, working hard to get through college and making sure that they've got the resources that they need. You know, um, many of our community members, you know, while, uh, you know, uh, unemployment and, you know, we've had various forms of aid going out uh, to people, but many of our community members were are excluded from certain types of aid, and so we want to make sure that um, you know Oregonians who didn't receive some of those um, you know those benefits uh, are able to do so. Um, so there's um, so you can raise your voice that way. Um, if you're interested in giving food directly, so one of the things that has been a challenge during the pandemic is that uh, the Oregon Food Bank warehouse has been unable to sec- to accept direct donations uh, from people. But uh, I will say you can feel free to contact uh, your local uh, food pantry or food uh, uh, agency. And you can do that by going to the Oregon Food Bank Food Finder site. If you Just Google Oregon Food Bank Food Finder. Um You can check out your local food pantry and ask how you can get involved um, in, uh, you know, in, in helping your neighbors uh, where you live.
1: Monetary donations are always welcome, right? There's a big donate button on the Oregon Food Bank website, OregonFoodBank.org. You can always donate money. Tell me about if, if people do donate money, how far that money goes.
0: That's absolutely right. Um, it, the money can go uh, extremely far um, to support uh, you know all types of work. I'll say that we've got you know, great relationships with uh, many of the food producers uh, throughout um, the state. And so um, your donation actually goes a little bit further than if you were to just, you know, give a can of food. We absolutely encourage um, any way to donate, whether that's, you know, direct food. Um, but we are usually able to, um, uh, to, to take that donation and, um, you know, leverage uh, food donations from, excuse me, le- leverage uh, food purchases directly from you know, food producers. And it also supports our, our work. Um, you know, to, to, to advocate and to make sure that um, th- that our public structures are connecting people with food as well. Um, you know, one of the things about our work is that we, you know, are are making sure that programs like school meals uh, have been able to continue throughout the, the pandemic uh, and that programs like SNAP or food stamps are reaching uh, people because, um, you know, we know that if people face barriers um, to, to those programs, then um, that increases the number of people who are requesting food from the Oregon Food Bank. Um, uh, So uh, that increases the number of um, people who are requesting food uh, from our our partner agencies. So we really believe in an all of the above strategy and uh, donations help leverage all aspects of our work to make sure that Oregonians have enough to eat.
1: Are there any volunteer opportunities available? I know the pandemic and COVID has probably put the kibosh on a lot of volunteering, but do you are there volunteer opportunities, and when do you expect that to come back?
0: There are definitely volunteer uh, opportunities, and if you go to our website, OregonFoodBank.org, you can um, select the Volunteer tab uh, and, and click through there, and what we'll have you do is you know, fill out a form, or you can call up um, our our office um, directly and uh, ask to talk to a, a volunteer a coordinator. Um, we also may refer you to a, a local uh, agency, so um, it, it may or may not be coming in to you know, put bags of food, uh, put you know potatoes in bags of food, or you know, it may look like um, helping a food pantry down the street. You know, load uh, food into boxes, or that there are any numbers of ways that you can get involved. Um, we also encourage uh, folks, again, with five weeks left in the legislature, if you visit OregonFoodBank.org uh, slash advocate, you don't even have to leave your house. You can just, you know, with a few clicks of a button, uh, you know, read up on the issues that we're working on, whether it's double up food bucks or whether it's connecting people to housing or childcare. care. Uh, you can send an email to your you know, legislator, and that helps make sure that uh, legislators know that these are priorities for our communities. Um, because, you know, I mean, I think the reality is, is that when somebody... Um, you know, for Oregonians that are experiencing you know, hunger and food insecurity, every single Oregonian in that situation has a unique story and has you know, reasons why um, they're in a tough situation. And it may have to do with high housing costs. It may have to do with you know, the lack of child care. It may be because um, they're caring for a loved one and um, they're, it's not safe for them to go back uh, to work just yet. And so um, you know, making sure that Every anyone who's you know, in that situation has the support and that can come from um, people volunteering directly in our communities and that can also come from making sure that um, the structures that um, that uh, that we have in our, our society are strong and are resilient uh, especially in times like these.
1: Well the Oregon Food Bank always has and always will continue to do such amazing things. Thank you for all the work that you do.
0: Oh absolutely, thank you Gary. Thanks so much for having us and th- just thanks from the bottom of our hearts for your support, um, I know that you've, uh, you know, not only you know, uh, you know, had us on here, but just telling the story and, and making sure that Oregonians understand um, that this is a, a problem and that we need to continue to, to you know pay attention and try to solve this problem uh, together. I think the more that people are aware, um, the more that uh, we have this collective um, feeling that we need to do something. And so, you've played a tremendous role in raising. Uh, awareness and so for that we are deeply grateful
1: yeah anything we can do here at the radio station we are always willing to help out the oregon food bank so thank you we've been talking today with matt newell ching public policy manager at the oregon food bank matt thanks for being on the show
0: thank you so much gary take care
1: if you'd like to hear this interview again just search for let's talk portland on the odyssey app let's talk portland is an odyssey portland public affairs program